on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Your music hits. You walk out. The reaction was incredible. What's going through Damien Priest's mind in that particular moment? Don't suck. Please don't (laughs) suck. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. I am here to cure what ails you, likely your SummerSlam hangover, the biggest party of the summer, now in the rear view mirror, but that gives us so much to talk about today on After the Bell. Of course, helping me navigate the madness, the Dr. Gonzo to my Raul Duke. How about that one? You know him from NXT. He is Vic Joseph. Vic, what's the word, my friend? They're getting better each and every week, man. I'm excited. It is quite the uh, hangover for SummerSlam week, though. But I guess we're kind of capping it off in our own little unique way of our own personal SummerSlam weekends with Raw and NXT this past week. So excited to be here with you. Also excited for Damian Priest coming up later on in the show. Big weekend for Damian Priest. Big time guest coming out of SummerSlam. But let's get right down to it. We talked last week right here on After the Bell with the one and only Sam Roberts. We all had our picks for which match was going to steal the show, which match was going to steal the weekend. And I'm proud to say I don't think any of the three of us were incorrect. Strong arguments could be made for all of our picks. Of course, Damian Priest, Sheamus, we'll break that down a lot later. That was both the pick that Vic and I made. Uh, To the surprise of absolutely no one, I want to start at the top, Edge and Seth Rollins. We knew this was probably most likely to steal the show. And man, what Rollins and Edge did at SummerSlam was nothing short of magic. And it started right at the beginning with even like Seth Rollins and his attire when he was coming on down. It was awesome. I just got to say the thing that stood out the most for me out of this match, maybe even the entire weekend, Edge's entrance, incorporating the brood, coming up through the fire, the smoke, the snarl, the sweat, the sunglasses. It was awesome. It made me get off my seat and stand like right in front of my TV as if it was a brown Sunday. I was so into Edge's entrance. It was off the charts. The match delivered. And what was cool, maybe now it's because I'm starting to get older graves, is that they didn't do anything crazy. 
it was just a nice, well drawn out story that it was meant a, so much. It was. It, it was. It was beautiful in its simplicity. Both guys worked their rear ends off. Had an unbelievable match. But I want to talk about what you mentioned: the fact that Edge gave the nod to the old Brood entrance. I wish we did more like this. It's so cool. We have such a rich history, and our fans. Some of them may have short memories, but the, the hardcore fans, the ones that love this and live this and breathe for this, it's almost like a bit of a love letter saying, hey, yeah, here's, a, here's back to you because you were around for this. You remember this. It's equally as awesome to new people who may have never seen it before, and it gives an incentive to go back and, and check out how unbelievable the brood was. But it added another layer to the story that this Edge in 2021 had doubts, and he knew he had to tap into something different. So he reached into his own past that has been televised and the story's been told and had to dig down deep and, and re-channel the brood, that era of Edge. And it was, it was visually spectacular, but if you, if you were paying attention, it gave it that next little layer, just a little bit more icing on the cake. You know, how cool is it, though, if you think of, you know, gentlemen that are our age and a son goes, wait a minute, what's the brood? And you go, peacock. Click, let's go yeah, back and start exactly. watching some of the matches. It gives you a reason. Yeah, you go, oh, see, it's not just me, you know, sitting around by myself. It's, I'm showing I this. challenge. I want to challenge everyone listening right now to go back to Peacock, put on SummerSlam, and check out the Easter eggs that are in Edge's entrance jacket. That's the only thing I'm going to say because a little birdie told me all the little Easter eggs that were in the jacket. And if you can start picking them out, I think you get more of an appreciation of actually that tip of the cap, sir, that Edge gave to all the fans that have been along on this journey. See, I never even caught that. I'm, I was in the locker room with Edge. I talked to Edge like 15 times during SummerSlam. I had no idea about any of that. I, I brought wonder it up. where you got that scoop, Vic. I, uh, I might have said something to somebody and said, hey, that was really cool. This was there. And then, well, let me tell you about that. And then all the, I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. That, oh, wow. Oh, look at that. So go back, just watch the entrance and just look at the entrance in itself and see the little Easter eggs. And it's a testament to Edge and, and how much he loves this and how much he cares about this and the details that he focuses on because Edge didn't come back. He, I mean, he, he's been on the record of talking about he, he has this last mountain to climb. You know, he wants to come back, but he wants to give back. And it's sort of a, a love letter to his entire career and to everybody who stood with him. And I think it's so cool the lengths he goes to personally as far as designing his own gear. Uh, you know, and to your point, the little Easter eggs in his entrance jacket. I have so much respect for that guy. What a hell of a dude. Uh, and he, he was one half of my favorite match of the SummerSlam event. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Now, we discussed last week what was going to steal the weekend. Vic, you and I chose SummerSlam-centric matches. Sure. I can't believe I'm saying this, 
Don't do but it. But Sam Roberts was right. Uh, oh my goodness. So let me tell you, full disclosure, Saturday night after SummerSlam ended, the, the better half and I went out, caught a show in Vegas, had a great time, got up, made the drive with uh, old Jimmy Smith through the desert. Ooh, okay. It was, it was, it was this, almost the same drive that made you and I friends. <laughs> Roughly the same period of time. I don't necessarily know if all three of you were doing the same sort of things. No, we no, doing, no, not exactly. It was, yeah, okay, I'll it, leave it. It alone. wasn't. It wasn't for the same exact reasons, <laughs> but it was the same similar uh, geography. But driving through the, the desert is the first time I've ever done it in the daytime. My God, how beautiful that drive from Vegas to San Diego was. Got to San Diego, grabbed some food, went back to my hotel room, and locked myself down at about five p.m. West Coast time. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was worn out, man. I forgot how bad jet lag sucks. <sighs> jet lag is something that you almost get callous to when you do it regularly right. enough. Yeah. I haven't been to California since pre-pandemic days. So it's been almost two years. Man, my ass was thoroughly kicked by Sunday afternoon. Thankfully, I had takeover to look forward to. Locked myself down in my room, turned on the iPad, fired up Peacock, and my God. It's hard, and this is a testament to NXT and how hard everybody worked, yourself included, from top to bottom, because now you just have to follow SummerSlam. You have to follow Roman Reigns, John Cena, the return of Brock Lesnar, like epic WWE moments. The next day, and it's TakeOver. Now, you don't have a stadium full of people. You've got the Capitol Wrestling Center. You've got the card. The stories have been told, and I personally want to take my hat and tip it to everyone from the first match to the last match. Everyone stepped up, brought it. And in the wake, I couldn't stop talking about it. I texted you. You texted me. We were talking about it that night. Sam's pick for match of the weekend. And judging by what I've seen on Twitter, a lot of people's pick for match of the year, period. Not NXT match of the year, match of the year. Ilya Dragunov versus Walter. Well, what was your initial reaction, dude? I was going back through the phone and I found your text messages. I can't read them because of the, you know, some of the words that <laughs> yeah, were used. So I'm just going to That's what I that's <laughs> how I text when I'm excited too. If yeah. I'm if I'm angry or if I'm excited, every other word is four letters and not suitable for public consumption. I think it's safe to say, man, that when you think of any sort of match, you kind of think of the sequel, you know. This was 10 months in the making to get this match, this rematch. And I think of movies and I think of uh, the sequels to all the movies. And it's always, it never lives up to the hype. There's always like, yeah, first one. This one lived up to the hype. This one surpassed. that is what is special. It, it was awesome. And I was looking at, at, I had to keep looking up from the monitor. And what I mean by that for people listening is we are trained to look at the monitor because that is what the viewer is seeing, taking right. that cloth off. I had to keep looking up because the blood blisters that were forming on the neck, the back, the arm, you think about, you know, when you, you get a blood blister on your finger and you're like, ah, I just can't grab something. Yeah. Now imagine that being on your back, your chest, your ribs, your arm, your neck, up yeah, on ba- your chin, and you still got to go 25 more yeah, minutes. Yeah. From the yeah. bottom of your chin to your <laughs> belly button, basically, like, you are going to be black and blue. And these guys beat the hell out of each other. I mean, they legitimately beat the snot out of one another for 30 minutes, 35 minutes. I got to be totally honest with you. I experienced emotions during that matchup that I personally have not experienced in a long time, like way too long. I'm watching it. And a, first of all, the, the wrestler in me is watching this going, hell no, to, st- to steal Sean's famous line. You know what you call that? Something nobody would ever do to me. <laughs> that, sort of, that sort of mentality. Like that, that, I think of he course, said that. You think he said that? He's like, no, nah, I would never uh, kiss my ass, kid. I ain't going to do yeah, that. Like, it's, it's, no. 
that I, I understood that perspective. But just from a pure fan's perspective, it's been, I haven't been in NXT or stepped foot in any capacity since TakeOver 30. Had a blast. I think anybody that comes up through NXT, especially as long, I mean, we were there since day one. NXT always holds a very special place in my heart. But from just the wrestling fan's perspective in me, I love Walter, right? I've made no secret about that. I've gushed about Walter every time he's competed that I've seen it over the past. We even had Walter years. on after the bell. Correct. I am. I'm a huge fan of everything he does. Dragonov, I had seen very, very little of. I'd seen the first match because it was based off of internet buzz, and I had to go out of my way to look at it. I honestly don't know if I have watched a match of Ilya Dragonov in completion since then. No disrespect. It's just I'm one of those guys on my day off. The last thing I want to do is watch work. This match to me was beautiful in the most simple way of storytelling. I knew who Walter is, the most dominating force NXT UK, NXT maybe beyond has ever seen. Walter knows who he is. We know who Walter is. He's not a tough character to sell or explain. Dragunov, I knew very little of other than what you guys at the commentary desk were explaining, the whole rage issue. Not, not rocket science, pretty easy. This guy's got a trigger. He's got this rage problem. Avoid that. I understood that, not having known, fleshed out what his character is, who Ilya Dragunov truly is. But what the guys in the ring did matched perfectly with the story you guys were telling. And in general wrestling psychology, it was awesome because when it came time, when Ilya finally tapped into the rage, I'm not a huge anime fan, but to me, it felt as close to a real-life anime movie or cartoon mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in that I saw Dragunov go nuclear. Like, I would have seen, if it had been animated, he would have had some aura around him that was made out of lightning or something. Like, it, because it, it matched. It matched right. his movements. It matched his emotions on his face. It matched the look on Walter's face. Oh, man, I screwed up. I didn't put this guy down. Now he's going to devour me. And yes, the match was brutal. And, and that's a, a different kind of respect. But the, the beauty to me was I knew exactly by the end of that matchup who both guys were, what the issue was, why it was resolved, and who I care about in the course of a match. I would say that on paper, you could show that match to just about any casual or even non-wrestling fan. If you can get somebody to sit down for, what, 20, 25, 30 minutes, whatever Maybe, they went. Yeah sight unseen and say, hey, this is what we do. I have a feeling that a lot of people would latch onto that because it was simple. Okay, here's the big, badass, evil villain. Here's this small, I, I hate to say small because Dragonop's shredded. He, he looks, it, it's cool. He's, he's not gigantic stature-wise, but he's, he's a, a pretty jacked up dude. And I, I just, I thought everything about it was so easy to understand. Every time Ilya would fight back, Walter would smack him down. And, and it, it was, I hate to say wrestling 101 because it feels like so much more, but it was, it was beautiful for the same reasons Edge and Rollins was beautiful. They told a story and so many guys, everyone, Vic, you can attest to this up and down the roster, people doing what they do. What story are we going to tell? It hits different to guys like you and I because we are tasked with verbalizing the story. It's one thing to have an idea in your mind and get in a ring and try to tell a story, but it doesn't always correlate. It was a perfect symphony of the story you three were telling at the desk that they were telling in the ring. 
And it all just made for magic, in my opinion. So hats off to you and Beth and Wade for an oh, incredible you. call. You guys did a fantastic job all night. And man, thank you, Ilya Dragunov and Walter, for reminding me and making me feel in-ring action like I haven't in quite some time. That was, uh, for me, and just so you know, that was a locker room sellout. Oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> if, if you don't know what that means, look it up because we're not going to get into it right now. But that was a locker room sellout. And it, it's funny when you, you're you describing that because I'm sitting here thinking of, you know, all the moments and simple. The word you kept saying, some simple. There wasn't flips. There wasn't moving at a thousand miles an hour. Things digested and that audience loved it. You mm-hmm. loved it. You're a hard man to please. I, I am. And I'm, and I'm admitting it, you know, and, and this doesn't mean, I mean, no disrespect to anyone else no. because I, I was just as impressed with a lot of things all weekend, but man, I, I texted Alex, our producer as the match was happening. And I said, make sure we talk about this on, uh, on recording day because I'm buzzing by, by this. And now, and, and to, to even add on to it, this is the day after SummerSlam. Yeah. I was exhausted. I was jet lagged. <laughs> I didn't really care what happened. It, it could have been background noise to me. And I found myself sitting in the chair in my hotel room, emotionally invested, almost choked on my Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I was so excited a few times. What flavor did you have? Uh, Cherry Garcia. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a throwback. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a regular though. It is you a regular. You stepped out of the box on those? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a chocolate covered brownie or anything like that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of basically everything Ben and Jerry's makes, but I, I stopped at the uh, convenience store right around the, for the, from the hotel in San Diego and I went... This sounds amazing. I think I'll have this, and I did. Ben and Jerry's wrestling. Did you have any any uh, any wine, any vino? I, I may have had a, a beverage, not a, not a vino, but oh, I had okay. a, an adult beverage to keep me warm. See, this uh, is what Graves and I can always do: great wrestling talk, and then turn it right in when you had Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> and then we just get out. Of we're like we're like goldfish, shiny yeah. key over here, shiny key over here. Woo woo. Yeah. Uh, but now get back on track. It, it was uh, it, it was an awesome match, and you know what? You're right. You don't take away anything because I think Takeover to me was much like SummerSlam. It had something for everyone. It opened up with uh, Cameron Grimes, LA Knight. That was something different than the NXT Women's Championship match, which had a whole different vibe. The two out of three falls match, whole different vibe. But I have to get your thoughts on the main event because oh. a good friend of yours, yeah, Mr. Samoa Joe, the first ever three time. NXT champion. I want to push that to the side because Samoa Joe, this was his first match since February of 2020. And I do not want to get this lost on anybody. I have never competed in the ring, nor do I ever want to. You have to take off that much time for whatever reason. And to come back SummerSlam weekend, the last match of SummerSlam weekend. Main event for that championship, for that moment. People can't lose sight of just how damn good Samoa Joe is. When we talk about ring rust on commentary or tell story, that's a real thing. That is a very real thing, especially being in ring shape. You can have a world-class athlete who is in amazing cardiovascular condition, get in a ring and within 30 seconds a minute, be completely blown up, out of breath, unable to go on because being in ring shape for something the caliber of NXT or WWE is a, is a whole different type of conditioning. I'm not saying it's more important. I'm just saying it's different. So ring rust is a very real thing. Let's not lose the fact that Dragonov and Walter happened. Colin O'Reilly tore it down. And then the main event still had to happen. So you have to follow... 
two potential match of the year, you know, I have everyone buzzing with these long bills and these long rivalries. Samoa Joe, A, physically looked better than I have seen him in probably longer than three years. He was as lean as he's been in quite some time. And Joe's movement in the ring, and this is something I look forward to, or I look at as a, you know, as a former competitor. Joe looked more like the Samoa Joe that I met 15 years ago than the Joe that the, that the WWE universe and NXT universe has known over the past several. And I mean that in the best possible way. It's like Joe somehow figured out a way to reverse time. And what Joe and Cross did to me in the wake of this, these two epic matchups still did what they were supposed to do and put on the main event. Because Walter and Dragunov was beautiful for a litany of other reasons. But the story was the championship. Cross, this dominating, unbeatable machine. Samoa Joe. It, it was rocky. It was, it was poetic. The, right, Joe's got one more chance. Can he get back on the horse? Oh, yeah. And he did it in a big way. Impressive. Again, you're right, man. That that the fact that I'm talking about that match after anything else just speaks to how <laughs> incredible the entire weekend was. And you put a quarter in the ride because it's funny. I, you know, I say ring ruster, you say ring ruster, Jimmy and Michael Cole. The list goes on. And, oh, ring rust! What the hell's ring rust? Do you think an NFL player gets injured and then the day they're allowed to come back, they go right in the game? Right. Do Do you think an MLB uh, a pitcher or a, an outfielder just gets injured and then all of a sudden they walk back in the game. No, they have to retrain their body, retrain their arm, get their stamina back. And we had Joe it's on the here same damn thing that. in any yeah. sport. You know, yeah. I don't understand what people ring rustering. That's not real. It's a very, it's very, real very thing. Real. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely, man. And we had Joe on here a couple of weeks ago and we, we knew how much this opportunity meant to him. Even as stoic as Samoa Joe can be. Deep down inside, his butterflies were flapping a right, little bit. Right. Joe, Joe will never say anything outward, but you know he loves this <laughs> as much as anybody, man. And I think it was incredibly important to him. I sent him a text afterwards to, to congratulate him and let him know what an unbelievable job he did. And and, and also, respect to carrying Cross, man. Yeah. Looks like big things are going to happen for, for Cross now on Monday Night Raw. But I think Cross did a phenomenal job. You and I were there when he won it the first time at TakeOver 30. I got to call that moment. That was incredibly special. And to come back from injury, reclaim the crown. And then if this is, in fact, his swan song, if he's going to be a, a Raw guy exclusively going forward, man, he's got he's got a lot to be proud of coming from NXT that way. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was cool to see his as, as you mentioned being there at NXT 30. For me, being there through the whole uh, trials and tribulations matches with Finn Balor taking on the Fatal Five Way, just the matches he was putting on was nice. And for Samoa Joe, I'll leave you with this: the type of man Samoa Joe is. We walked through Gorilla. He looks at me and he goes, "Briss, what about that cookout?" I said, Joe, we you talking about a cookout for? He's like, I just got to know, man, are we doing it or not? That's the type of guy Samoa Joe is. I'm happy yeah, no he's doubt. back in the ring. I'm glad he's representing the black and gold brand. Samoa Joe, not the only big-time return this past weekend. We know the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar, is back. We saw him, the last sight you see, taking it to Cena one more time. That always feels big to me. I'm stoked. It looks like we are going to get the inevitable collision of former Paul Heyman guy, current Paul Heyman guy. I can't wait to see how that unfolds. But of course, I'd be remiss if we did not mention maybe the loudest Allegiant Stadium reaction Saturday, the return of the man, Becky Lynch. Now, this has gotten a lot of a lot of different people feeling a lot of different ways because of what went down. Becky Lynch shows up, one quick shot, drops Bianca, takes the SmackDown Women's Championship. I understand. I'm just going to leave it at this. 
I understand people being upset. I understand people being frustrated. Bianca Belair has done an amazing job. We talked about it a lot recently, growing into her role as champion. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, with some time going forward, let the story play out, let it unfold. I think these two women have the capability of creating some really, really special moments, whether it be over the next several months, over the next year, whenever it gets there. Trust me, I promise you, Bianca Belair is going to be just fine. She's brand spanking new and has proven to be worth her weight in gold. Bianca will be just fine. Let's all go, oh, wait a minute. This is one of those instances where we didn't know what was going to happen and something unexpected happened. I wonder what happens next, i.e. why we watch this to begin with. Just enjoy the ride, y'all. One word. Breathe. <laughs> Just for everyone, breathe. Just relax for a second. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the story. Watch it unfold. I agree, man. I'm looking forward to it. I have no doubt Bianca's going to go back to the top of the mountain. Becky's, it's exciting to have Becky back, you know, a star of that caliber. The wrestling it's, world is better, by the way, with Becky Lynch in it. I just want to point that out, that she's been missed by all of us. No doubt. It's awesome to have her back. I would agree with that. And uh, 51,000 people in Allegiant Stadium let them know. Much like 51,000 people in Allegiant Stadium hit their feet in celebration for this week's guest. He is the brand new United States champion. Welcome back to the show, Damian Priest. What's the word, my friend? Uh, thanks for having me, man. You know I love doing this. Well, you know I'm happy to see you, man. And I got to ask you, do you remember sitting in the bar with me in New York? Uh, vaguely. <laughs> I thought your answer was going to be, well, well, yeah, bar. What New York bar? How many times have we drink? But you looked me in the eyes and you said, I just need an opportunity. Oh, uh, yeah. You got it, dude. You got your opportunity, man. Yeah, I do remember that now. Um, yeah, and it's it's just one of those things that I just need to be able to prove myself. And you know, for me, it's just kind of like, I need to know, you know, sink or swim, just give me the opportunity. And if I can't hang that, I don't belong here anyway. Um, but I got it. And fortunately I knocked it out of the park and, and I keep getting opportunities and I keep succeeding. So, so far, so good, man. Last time we had you on the show, you had just won the NXT North American championship. Uh, it's safe to say things have continued on an upward trajectory for you. Obviously there's been a ton of things that you've experienced over the last year, WrestleMania alongside Bad Bunny. I want you to compare and contrast. I, I know at this point, every time Damian Priest is on the screen, they say Bad Bunny. You, you were, you know, tied very closely to Bad Bunny, which for all of everybody's benefit was a wild success at WrestleMania. Fast forward a few months now, it's Damian Priest one-on-one -on -one with Sheamus for the United States Championship. I think it's safe to say the biggest match of your career, but now all eyes are solely on Damian Priest. How did you approach SummerSlam differently from WrestleMania? Yeah, WrestleMania, I mean, it was awesome. The moment was incredible. I mean, I'm there with Bad Bunny. He's the megastar on the, this planet. But, you know, I had a crutch. You know, I could kind of use that for my, to my advantage. This time, it's, I didn't have that. You know, it's like you said, it's just me. You know, I, I'm, I'm front and center and I have no smoke and mirrors. And so it was just a matter of, okay, now let's get back to doing what I've done for many years and just be the entertainer, be the wrestler, be, you know, be Damian Priest and do my thing. Um, and, and I just had to reset my mind to that, you know, where it's just, it's not about us, it's about me. And 
Yeah, that's that's how I approach this one. Just more focused on just me and how I was going to present myself just on my own without having to uh, give way to somebody else or be in the background, you know, either way. So, you know, and I'm actually more comfortable this way. You know, people always say, you know, would you consider a tag team? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't mind going for tag titles and becoming a, you know, being in a tag team with somebody. But I I love the solo act. You know, I, I love it being all on me, all the pressure, everything just on me. And if I fail, it's on me. Not I, I can't blame anybody else. I prefer it that way. And we talk about the, the year you, you come from NXT to, you know, Monday Night Raw, as, as Corey mentioned with Bad Bunny. Think about the guys you've gotten to work with over this year, though. We, we just yeah. talk about Sheamus, but then you're also getting to work with The Miz. You're getting to work with John Morris. I mean, that's that's a PhD class that you got to do, and I, I only think it, it might have helped you along the way. Absolutely. I mean, I'm working with guys that are proven, you know, that they've been here for many years and sustained success and relevance throughout all these years. Um, and I get to test myself against them and also – learn and grow working with them, you know, and I couldn't ask for a better way to segue from NXT to Monday Night Raw than working with The Miz at first, who, you know, he just knows how to just be important. How to, he knows how to be front and center. He knows how to be a star, you know, and just being in the ring with him, I can feed off of that stuff and learn. Like I'm watching him do things. and I'm like, oh, I should probably do it that way. You know, I see him. Give me some examples. I, I like I like where this is going because Miz is a guy that, for my money, is one of the most underappreciated superstars in WWE, and and you have had a chance to stand in the ring with him multiple times at very very high levels. What are some things that you picked up beyond what you explained uh, from the Miz? I, I'll tell you one thing: the mic. You know, I, I think for me, the most uncomfortable thing is holding a microphone and speaking to the WWE universe with him. And I see how, how just his flow goes and how he breaks and how he makes sure that you understand every single word he says. Um, and being in the ring with, you know, like when I was on Miz TV and we're going back and forth, like I'm listening to him speak and I seeing the way he's delivering and you can see how I start speaking and then by the end, I'm, I'm more so speaking like he does, you sure. know, because I'm like, oh, this is why he's so good because of the way that he's able to even speak in gear change and deliver different types of emotions and levels while he's speaking instead of just being one, just one way. Uh, I picked that up and, and I kept on trying to improve on it. And, I, and then I would watch him a lot it, while we're in the ring. I would just stare at his mouth and see how he's t- talking and then see his body language as well. And and that's just one of the few things or one of the uh, many things rather that I've picked up from him. And it's, it's and, and same thing, like someone like Seamus and just seeing how physical he is and how methodical he is. And it's not just nonstop. He has reasoning before behind every single thing he does. And Morrison, just his creativity and how he implements it into his matches and, you know, just structure wise of how he wants to do things. Like it makes me think, oh, I should start rethinking how I do things and make them more flow better together. And I just keep grabbing things from these wizards uh, and just trying to, trying to make it, make it work for me. And I've, that's what I've always kind of done. I've, I've watched people and then I'll take things that I think could pertain to me and that I can use for myself and, and see if I can implement it and make it my own. Now I'm actually doing it, but front and center, like with them right in front of my face and doing it to me. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do that back to you, <laughs> you know? Uh, so it's, it's cool that I get to work with like, like you guys are saying with these guys. And I mean, there's a locker room full of 
incredibly talented, whether it's legends or even the newer guys. I mean, uh, I, I, I question myself all the time where I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know if I can hang with these guys because they're so good, you know? So I just try to learn from every single person every single day. And that's the important part, man. Anybody who's been great in this business will tell you, you can learn something, whether it be good or bad from yeah. everyone you step in the ring with. I believe John Cena might've actually, that might've been his sentiment when we, we were on the show here. Um, I want to talk to you about the difference between WrestleMania. Yes, we had 25,000 people in Raymond James Stadium. But now we have over 50 in a brand new stadium, Las Vegas, Nevada. Your music hits. You walk out, and I, the, the reaction was incredible. What's going through Damian Priest's mind in that particular moment? Don't suck. Please don't <laughs> suck. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I came out, you know, because obviously I saw, I saw the setup and everything in the, in the daytime, right. you know, earlier in the day. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, but I'm not, I guess I still wasn't really grasping what was about to happen. It's tough. It's tough because <laughs> yeah. we've walked into how many stadiums. I mean, I'm yeah. luckily, lucky enough to be part of five or six WrestleManias and you walk in. It's different being in an empty stadium. Yes, it feels huge. Yes, it feels cool. Yes. But it doesn't become real until those seats are packed. Yeah. And, and then I walk out there and, you know, I, I get loaded. So I'm out there before my music in place. So some people see me and I'm just like, my heart's pounding and I'm like, oh, no. Oh no! Can somebody else do this? I just want to go home. And priest, <laughs> no. priest means loaded, as in physically loaded yeah. in position. That's what we—that's what we call <laughs> yeah. it in the oh, business. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> business. Yeah. It wasn't—it wasn't that rock star. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't hit up Sin City on the strip before the match. They came out there. No, like, hey, no, let's no. go, guys. No, no, loaded was definitely after. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we started the interview, priest, with a question. Hey, remember when you sat in a bar with me? And it was <laughs> yeah, like, hey, man, you I were mean, loaded. <laughs> The, the celebration atmosphere always comes up. I mean, it's, I guess it's a part of Damien Priest. Uh, but <laughs> you set the no. bar pretty high, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But no, I, I just, yeah, the roar, the crowd. And I've never, I never take it for granted. Every single time people have any type of reaction to me, I'm like in awe that they know who I am, that they feel I'm important enough to react no matter how they react. Uh, I, they still think it's the coolest thing in the world to me. And you see it in my face and my interests, uh, where I'm being told all the time, like, Hey, you gotta, you know, stay in the zone and, you know, and not, not worry so much. And I'm like, I can't, like, it's the coolest feeling in the world. Um, and in front of that many people, it was times 10. So to me, like I said, I made, I, I joke about it, like the other don't suck thing, but yeah, that's what I was feeling. I was like, Oh my God, please don't trip and fall. Please don't look stupid. <laughs> like I was so nervous. I mean, I was trembling and it's, it's a crazy feeling. Cause that's how I feel when I have time to think and, and process things. If I'm just in the zone and wrestling and like, I'm focused now, you know, I'm just focused on my opponent and, you know, just doing my thing. But when I have that time, which is a lot of time, cause that was a long entrance way. Uh, I had time to think and look around and then I was like, Oh no, Oh no, I'm thinking too much. <laughs> uh, it's such a cool feeling. So we, we hinted at it. We have to ask what sort of celebration went down in Vegas post SummerSlam with the new U S champ. Uh, that you can uh, tell us without incriminating right, anybody. That's what, that's what I was just thinking about. Uh, <laughs> Names have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> yeah. So John, <laughs> let's make up names. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I just, I mean, we're in Vegas, so there was plenty of activities. Uh, I, I just jumped around different places and mingled a lot. I got to hang out with some cool people. And uh, I just, like, I, I love having a good time. I love smiling. I love 
being around people that are just loving life and, and positive, fun atmospheres. So that's what I was just going from one fun place to another and just enjoying and hugging and laughing and, you know, amongst friends. And it, that's, I mean, that's what I love doing. That's, you know, in general, but it's Vegas. So you get to up the ante, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, out there. Uh, so I had a good time. You're a, you're a lifelong sports entertainment fan. You've admitted this very publicly. What does the fan in Damian Priest think of the fact that you are currently the United States champion? Well, first of all, as a fan, I'm my favorite wrestler. <laughs> right? So it's always cool when your favorite wrestler wins. Now, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think about it sometimes. I really do. Like I, I was talking to uh, Rhea the other day and I was like, this is real. Yeah. Like, we're doing this. Like we used to dream about doing this. We used to love watching and like, this is us now we're on the other side, you know, and she's just like myself. We're very much still fans. Uh, and it's crazy how, man, this life is wild. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> you know, um, it, it's beautiful. Like it's, it, it's hard to put into words. It's like, take every positive emotion, put them in a ball. <laughs> and that's what I, what I have inside. It's just that, that ball of positive emotions, uh, with what's happening. You bring up, uh, Rio, of course, talking about Rio Ripley, you know, on, on Monday Night Raw, but both of you guys so ingrained into NXT. And I, I've been wanting to ask you this because I, I recently have seen you. You and Rhea always come back to the Capitol Wrestling Center. You guys have your day off. It, it, Graves talks about it all the time, like the traveling and everything. Why do you guys still, and more so for you, why do you still come back to the, the CWC and NXT? Damian Priest isn't a success on Monday Night Raw if it wasn't for NXT, plain and simple, you know, and the bonds that I've built there and just the feeling I get when I walk into that place is just, it's a feeling of success. Um, I love go walking in there and it's just an aura that I, that's just incredible. And then obviously I love going there to support. I love going there to watch. I still try to learn as much as I can. I, I get to pick Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Matt Bloom's brains and, and the rest of the coaches as well uh, and producers that are there. So I love going there for that, the atmosphere, the, the friendships and still that learning experience. Uh, um, it's, I mean, I love this business. I love, I, I have no issue being around this business at all times. Like I know some guys and girls are like, you know, after so many years, it, it's good to take a break. And I get it. I'm, I guess I'm not just not there yet. I love being around this business as much as I can. If that's, you had to give, if you had to give advice to anybody who is potentially soon going to make the jump from NXT to raw or SmackDown, it's a certainly a different environment. You have succeeded extremely well since arriving on Monday night raw, comparatively speaking to a lot of guys and girls who have come up and maybe had a, a glimmer of opportunity You've gone up and continuously gotten on base and, and, you know, you hit a home run at SummerSlam with the United States Championship. If you had to tell yourself, Damian Priest, three years ago, something about succeeding on Raw and SmackDown versus NXT, what would it be? It's, it's all advice that we've all heard, but it's actually implementing it. You know, you hear, be a sponge. People hear it all the time and you want sure. to, and, and you understand what you're supposed to do. Just learn, you know, listen, learn and try to pick up on things. But we all, we're, we're all stubborn in our own way. Like we, we want to, we want to do things our way. And sometimes it's, you could do it your way, but 
with an inclusion of the right way to do things, you know, and the way it's supposed to be done. Um, like not everything has to be exactly, exactly the way like we have to, or want it to be, you know, um, it's just, that's just not the way it is. So for me, um, it was like, again, you learning and, 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 you know, just keeping my head up and, and always pushing forward. You know, there's obviously in this business, there's a lot of things that can pull you down and make you feel whether it's not welcome or just like you question yourself and, and, and maybe not be at your happiest moment all the time, but that's, that's everywhere and everything that's life. You know, for, for me, it's how do you stay positive? How do you look at the bright side of things and keep moving forward? As long as you do that, I just honestly believe that there's no way you're going to fail. Like if you just stay positive and just focus on the positive and keep trying to improve every time, any critique, improve on it. I, I, I've made that like an actual, a must thing to do after every match or every promo, any type of performance, whatever critique I get from a producer or Vince himself or, or even my peers, the next match or segment or whatever, I will literally try to implement that critique and try to work on it to make it better. And then I will go to that same person and say, how was that? Was that closer? Like I literally make it a focus. So always, there's their advice, focus on actually improving every single time on at least one thing. I mean, that's deep insight because as soon as that question started, Damien, all I kept hearing was you going, Terry Taylor, grab a hold. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kept hearing it in my head, like, what, what's the advice? Man, I learned a lot from Terry. He's the guy, you know, I butted heads with him at first because I didn't get it. I didn't get him. And then when I accepted the, just my place and just learn, learn. Man, I, you hearing you say that it brings to mind I had the same issue. I know I, I could probably list off about five or six guys without selling anybody down the river. Yeah. And in hindsight, it wasn't until I believe I was done with NXT that I look back and there's still things I see happening in the ring. And I go, I learned that from Terry. It's just at the time you don't want to hear it because he's telling you stuff that you go, no, I know better. I'm more, uh, this is more exciting. And he's giving you just the tools to build the house. You can yes. put whatever wallpaper you want on it, but he's giving you the wood and the screws and saying, do this and you'll structurally be sound. And it's crazy how often, and Terry's always just the first one that comes to mind, but there yeah. are so many countless times coming through this business where you have received invaluable advice. It's just a matter of, to your point, saying, Oh, I'm actually going to do that. And guess what? Guess what happens when you actually do it? You become Damian Priest, United States champion. Crazy, right? <laughs> Crazy how that works. <laughs> all these all these people have been trying to give you the keys the whole time. It's just a matter of grabbing them, you know? It's it's a really wild wild thing to think about sometimes. That's 100% accurate. Um because no one's trying to make you fail. I mean, we are, we're given every tool, but it's not for everybody though. This company is not for everybody. This business isn't for everybody, you know? So it's, it, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just the way it is. And, you know, I'm fortunate that this is where I wanted to be. This is the company I wanted to work for. This was the dream since I was a kid, since I was, you know, my whole fandom of this business was WWE, you know, from when there was ECW and WCW, I was a WWE guy, true and through, till the NWO, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> but that was still to me, WWE guys, you know? So, for sure. Um, but yeah, so for me, I, I'm fortunate that it worked out for me because this is all, I, I don't know how or what I would be doing if it wasn't for this. I'm going to tell you this, next time I see you 
in the Capitol Wrestling Center. I'm going to go up to a lot of the younger talent that are there now, and I'm going to say, you need to go talk to that guy. Because the insight Don't you do just that, gave, then he can't enjoy the day. Well, no, because he's around giving advice <laughs> let, anyways. Let him give his advice that he wants to, Vic. No, you can't that, just, that you can't just whore just him gave. out. This is Damian no. Priest we're talking about. You can't just give away. Exactly. Here's an idea. Make him listen to After the Bell, Vic. Yeah, yeah, it was good because you were talking nonsense. Now we can just cut your whole cut your whole part of the show out and Priest and I will handle it from here. I'll just Please. sit back and enjoy my coffee at this point. Go ahead. <laughs> So, Priest, you had a, a, about 24 hours or so to savor the victory of becoming United States champion. And next time we see you on Monday Night Raw, you are standing up to the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley. I think I got a lot of people, myself included, excited at the potential for a Priest-Lashley showdown somewhere down the line. What was going through your mind in that instance, man? You, you, you just reached one plateau in your career and now you're already not even the next time we're on television you're like oh, i'm coming after the wwe champion too i think the first thing i said to to uh bobby and and uh, mvp was like you guys are out here wild and running your mouths and then i was like wait am i wild for coming out here? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i did i just become a hypocrite <laughs> yeah i'm like wait what am i doing <laughs> um crazy so i i consider like uh our legacy you know, whether what we're trying to accomplish in big picture, like for me in WWE, I consider it like a ladder. Um, and I'm just trying to climb rung by rung this ladder of legacy. Um, and, and so far, I got a few. I'm getting up there, you know, between accomplishments in NXT to WrestleMania, SummerSlam. But I, I got to keep climbing. And I know, you know, you guys have heard me talk about I want my name to live forever and stuff. But that's real. I really do. I want my name to to be in the history books forever. And I'm getting there. I mean, I'm, I'm in, I made history. I'm a United States champion. And nobody can take that away from me, you know, which is, which is kind of cool. Uh, but it, it can't stop there. Like, I got to keep wanting more. I got to keep striving for more. And, you know, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. Like, I went straight to the top. And I got, <laughs> or, or whoa, whoa, easy, Tiger. <laughs> easy. Yeah, yeah, I, I could have taken a few more steps, you know. Uh, I kind of skipped. You know, it's like when you run up the steps. I, I skip a few steps every now and then. I got long legs. So uh, <laughs> um, that's kind of what I did. And you know what? Uh, that was another opportunity. And let's see how it goes. And, I mean, I was, I almost lost it because of the crowd reaction. Uh, they're, they're on fire and for my entrance for my, every time I said something and I was like, Oh, you guys kind of like me, huh? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> a little that bit was, of validation, right? Yeah. That, that felt so good, man. Like, uh, again, I, t I never take a, a, a reaction for granted and I'm always in awe and surprised that people react. So that was such a cool feeling. And, you know, no, now, like you said, it's a potential there where people, I think are actually interested in seeing Bobby Lashley versus Damian Priest. Uh, and so am I. Uh, I think that, you know, that's a different level of testing myself that I'm all for and I'm game for. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see it. And let's just say in the interim, let's say it takes a little while for you to get to the top of Mount Lashley. Who else okay. looking across the landscape? Raw, SmackDown, even NXT. Who would Damian Priest, United States champion, like to mix it up with? You know, it's funny because, um, again, I, I sound like a company guy by saying something like this. Ooh, but, I know. Uh, there you Trust, go. I've been dealing with it for years. Priest. It never gets yeah. any better. Right? It's like, but I'm being honest. You can't. Yeah. Imagine that. The place we work and pays us very well to live our dreams isn't that bad after all. 
<laughs> what a concept. So novel. It's like, well, I can't be honest. And then if I say the, like, if I lie, I'm just a liar. And it's like, well, why couldn't he just be honest? Like, there's, it's a lose-lose. But <laughs> I want to work with everybody. There's a reason why everybody works here. They're really good at what they do. So for me, I want everybody. But selfishly, yes, I want the marquee names. You know, I want guys like Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, you know, Finn Balor on this stage. Goes without saying, Roman Reigns, uh, Edge, Randy, you know, like there's just so many people. And then I got my buddies like Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, you know, like, hell yeah, I want to square it up or tag or whatever. I want to do something, you know, uh, because we all elevate each other. Um, so, yeah, but I, I think for me, I just keep I, I need moments. I, I need to have these moments and I need to have the moments with the big the big guns, you know, with the big stars. Um, so I look forward to hopefully continuously achieving things that get me in a better position to create moments with the, all these incredible megastars. Well, I have no doubt in my mind, there are plenty of memorable moments coming your way, coming the WWE universe's way regarding the new United States champion, Damian Priest. You are always welcome here on after the bell. Vic gets to see you all the time at NXT. I'll see you on Monday, Vic. You look like you have a thought in your head. I'm trying it, to wrap it up, Vic. I'm trying to let I the am, but go. I, I want to wrap it up. We're going back to the beginning because let's do it. Damian Priest to me is someone that I respect a lot, and that has become a, a friend of mine. All you need is that opportunity, man, and you're going to not only hit it out of the park, you're going to hit a freaking grand slam. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, Priest. We're all happy for you. We're proud of you, and uh, I'll see you on Monday. Hell yeah! Thanks, dude. Vic, I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you. I know your opinion on Priest. It's hard not to root for Damian Priest. He's a likable individual. Once you get to know him, even on a different level, you just have much more of an appreciation. And I, and I meant truly what I said. He is one of the good guys in this industry. And I do hope that everyone from NXT goes and picks his brain because he has done a lot in a very short amount of time. Hell of a human being. Always yeah. welcome here on ATB. Congrats once again to the United States champion, Damian Priest, congratulations to you, Vic. We made it through another one, a post-SummerSlam hangover episode of ATB. Thank you one more time to Damian Priest for joining the show. You can follow us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. He is at Vic Joseph WWE. Make sure you listen for free on Spotify. If you're using Spotify, just search After the Bell and hit that follow button and keep up with all your favorite shows in the WWE Podcast Network by following at WWE Podcasts on all social media platforms. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE. WWE after the bell. Yes, I got it in this time. Boom. And 100% less Vic Joseph. Bye. Bye.